Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 93, continuing our series on spiritual rhythms and habits. And today we are talking about gratitude. Yes, gratitude. Gratitude is a big, uh, I think it's a big habit for, um, it's one of those uh, cookies on the lower shelf for all of us. And I, I, I know I can be more grateful and I'm quite sure uh, if we work the, yeah. you know, the, the entire church and our friends, they would say they would, they could be more grateful as well. And it so. fits in this. You might think, well, isn't gratitude just like a attitude or a state of, <laughs> you know, being or whatever, but it is an attitude we choose. Absolutely. So that's why it does fit. You have to choose it. You have to be intentional to be Grateful, So that's why it does fit here with our rhythms and habits. All right. So a question for you. Yes. So uh, when you complain, which Carolyn, I know you don't complain very often. Well, maybe behind closed doors <laughs> more. <laughs> so when you complain, what do you tend to complain about? Hmm. So the broad, the reason behind my complaining is people not meeting my expectations. Yeah, yeah, so if yeah. it's around our house, why aren't people putting the dishes in the dishwasher? It's not, it's, you know, 12 more inches from the sink or well, a little bit more from the living room. So it would be <laughs> expectations. Yeah. People, people not meeting. I thought, and I do have high expectations, so <laughs> then I have to be careful. That kind of sounds like Tanya, like, okay, Marvin, all you have to do is just take the dishes out of the dishwasher and yeah. put them and put them up. And, and some, you know, does no, does nobody else see yeah, these well, things it's only, that it's need only to the be two done? of us now. So, yeah. so. <laughs> um, for me, uh, I have a tendency to complain about uh, winter weather. So summer, I'm not so, I'm not so much a complainer because I like it. I like it hot. Um, spring, I want spring to come when spring is supposed to be here. Like when March 20th hit, I am ready for there to be sunshine and 70 degree weather. Okay. You <laughs> until, live in the wrong state for <laughs> right. that. But. I want it to be that way until like November mm -hmm. and then, and then we can have winter. But typically I, I complain a lot about the weather and then I complain about, I think I complain about other people not being grateful over when, when I do something for them. Like mm -hmm. it's almost in an, a spirit of entitlement. And I, and more than likely that's my kids. Um, there's like, you're supposed to do this for me. And when there's not a thank you or I appreciate it, um, I, I get a little salty and probably a little judgy mm -hmm. uh, because of that. And hence the reason we need a habit, yes, uh, the gratitude, the, the habit of gratitude to actually help us um, um, see that these um, the gifts that God gives us, and even to push through those unmet expectations, or when you know people have a spirit of entitlement, how do we create it? Uh, create a habit so that we're not catching their anxiety. We're not catching other people's mm -hmm. ungratefulness. So, so we do need a habit, mm -hmm. uh, to, to help us follow Jesus a little bit more closely. So, um, 
And, uh, and, and, and again, th- the complaining could actually be a sign that we're harboring some level of ingratitude. And so hence we need to build this habit um, even more. So, so when we talk about gratitude, the habit of gratitude, what are we talking about if we had a definition yeah. of what gratitude is? Adele Calhoun, who we've referenced in other, <laughs> she wrote a great book on spiritual yeah. disciplines. Um, her definition, which I liked a lot, for gratitude is a loving and thankful response toward God for his presence with us and within this world. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think there's just a lot there. It is a loving and thankful response towards God. Yep. This is, we are talking about this as a gratitude towards God, not just a, Hey, thanks for helping me exactly, out. Exactly. For sure. Our gratitude can be expressed towards other people, but ultimately it is recognizing God's activity in our lives, how he used people how we see that he's in control, we can trust him. We can, and when we see how he's at work in the hard or the easy, yeah. sometimes it's easier to be grateful, more grateful <laughs> than others. Yeah. Um, but that's our response toward God for His presence with us and within this world. Yeah, you know it's interesting, and this is this is for uh, this is for free. Uh, <laughs> the um, anytime you see the word "thank you" or the verb "thank you" in the New Testament, it is always directed toward God and never toward another person. Hmm. So it is this sense where everything that we have, even the friends we have, the people in our lives. They are actually gifts from God. And so when we, and again, it's in the definition you just mentioned, when we, it's a kind of this movement toward God to say, God, I thank you for my, my family, my friends. I thank you even for the hard times, as you mentioned. So it's in, in the New Testament, it's always directed toward God and never toward another person. The other interesting thing about the word or the verb, thank you, it is, it is unique to the Christian faith. It is the the verb itself is used in the New Testament literature more than any other literature, hmm. Greek or uh, Roman literature. And so really, this whole idea of gratitude is a Christian concept. Hmm. It, it is a Christian concept. And so why not develop this habit and this sense of this response toward God and and letting it leak to other people as we thank God. So we talk about thankfulness and gratitude. Where do we find some of this in scripture, uh, This the concept of gratitude? Yeah, well, the Psalms are littered with yeah, yeah, David absolutely. giving um, their songs <clears throat> of gratitude. There's a number of them. One in particular, Psalm 136, um, is one that you clearly could see how it, could be set to music. That is not what we're going to do right now. But there's a lot of repetition. This repeat- but I know you can sing because you were, you were, weren't you in a play that you, you sang yes, in a play? Remember, I think I said I was always cast as old ladies. <laughs> so maybe that's reflective of my voice as a high school girl. All right, I was all right. All right, moving let's get, along. Let's get back to moving along. Psalm 136. Um, this repeated phrase for his steadfast love endures forever. Yeah. Over and over and over and over and over, which Actually, I even like the repetition. Repetition is important because it does get it deep in our hearts. And then that phrase, his steadfast love endures forever. Those words steadfast and endures jump out at me. Just that idea that his love is steadfast. It's continuous. It's unchanging. It's not whimsical, just coming and going. It is steadfast. 
no matter what we do, yeah. no matter what the circumstance and that endures forever. It's constant. It's eternal. That statement alone yeah. is, you know, worthy of our gratitude. And then I love how that whole Psalm, um, Highlights different things that we can be absolutely thankful for. Yep. God's character, his authority, his creation, his activity in history, his rescue and his provision. The psalmist just goes through and just highlights it and then comes back to that refrain, his steadfast love endures forever. Kind of like, do you see it? Yeah, like, yeah. We see it here. We see it here. We see it in his who he is. We see it in his authority. We see it in his creation. Yeah. And and that that is the I think that's the 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 part that develops the habit where we say we're going to when the, the text begins give thanks to the Lord mm-hmm. for he is good and so um, why are we giving thanks because of his goodness and why are we continually continuing to give thanks so that verb continue to give thanks or give thanks it is present tense and it is consistent it is constant it is every day it is mm-hmm. for everything so we have to go searching for his goodness and to see you know whether it is waking up in the morning or whether it's food on our table or whether it is our kids made it back to college or back home safely and all of these things as you as you mentioned his goodness is is expressed in so many different ways. And when we recognize it, um, our response to his goodness is gratitude and thanksgiving. And so I love, I love this Psalm because it, it highlights all of the things that you mentioned. And, and these are expressions of his goodness, Mm -hmm. his character and his activity in history, expressions of his goodness. When we see it, when we experience it, our first response is not complaint. Even, even his activity in history, when he's not moving like we think he should move in our lives, our first response should be, okay, God, I thank you. I know you're going to do something. I know this is going to shape me in some way. So I'm thanking you in advance yeah. for how this is going to make me look more like Jesus. And so I love this particular psalm. Yeah. Another passage is in the New Testament in First Thessalonians, First uh, Thessalonians five, kind of um, sixteen through eighteen, kind of gives a little runway for the main. You'll quickly see where um, it talks about gratitude in particular. Well, they both. It starts off that way. Verse sixteen: Rejoice yep. always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Sometimes wow. we talk about. Boy, I just want to know what God's will is for my life. Right here. Here's one of those verses that he clearly, that we clearly, it clearly says, yeah, God's will for you is to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, to trust him, to look for him, to rejoice always. Now, I do think what gratitude isn't and what rejoice always isn't is just put on a happy face no matter what and just, you know, there's no such thing as a bad day or a hard circumstance. We're just going to trust God and we're going to push through with a smile on our face. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about pretending things are not hard. We could go back to the Psalms and see how so often that you can have both deep sorrow and gratitude, like trusting God and not understanding what's going on, you know, believing but unbelief, like those, all of those things are not exclusive. So rejoice always does mean, it, 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 it means rejoice always, but not 
to the exclusion of other feelings Absolutely. and difficult feelings. Absolutely. And I think there's this sense where when we go through hard situations and circumstances, again, text says in all circumstances, and we tend to uh, gravitate uh, immediately to the hard circumstances because we can, as you mentioned earlier, we can, we can, it's easy to thank God when things are going well, when the yeah. sun is shining, when the bills are paid and when the kids, know, are, getting it, kids are getting along, yes. but it is, it is when there's um, a report from the doctor that says um, that it's cancer or a report from, you know, you, someone maybe get divorce papers. And so you, God, do you expect me to rejoice in that? Uh, do you expect me to thank you for that? And as you mentioned, it's, it's not that I think it's this idea that I can lament and, and know that I'm being held at the same time that I'm lamenting. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where the gratitude comes in. It's like, no, God, you're holding me in this process. You're ordering my steps through this process. You're giving me feet for the path through this difficult circumstance. And I can thank you for that. I'm not thanking you for the bad. I'm not thanking you for the sinful choice. I'm not thanking you for that. I'm thanking you for the fact that you are shaping me. You're molding me. You are even convicting me of some things that I know that I need to leave behind. You're giving me the gift of repentance. We talked about confession and repentance on yeah. a previous episode. And so there's this sense where when I know what the difficult circumstance is, I am not looking to the circumstance or looking at the circumstance. I'm looking at God who holds me and leads and guides me and gives me wisdom in the circumstance. So I think that's, that's a, right. a good point to make that we're not saying what we're not with this passage is not saying that um, we are, you know, sadomasochists that we just, oh, give me more pain. That's not what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're truly talking about looking to the God who actually holds us and leads us and guides us through the difficult circumstances. Mm -hmm. So why gratitude? What yeah. are the blessings of it? Why? What's the purpose in it? In yeah. this habit? Yeah, I think I think one of them, um, I think it's one of the things that gives us a chance to draw closer uh, mm -hmm. to Jesus um, that that particularly in the difficult circumstances, I am not rejecting. I'm not turning my back on God. But I'm using this. I think God is God is using this. He did He did it with Job. He did it with a number of other uh, people in the in the scriptures. Where it is through the pain where we draw closer. Yeah. It is through the pain where we know that we have a God who actually loves us. And when difficulty come. I think we should depend on the character of God, not the circumstance. God is loving. God is merciful. God is present, ever present. And so I think we have a tendency to let the circumstance cloud the, um, the, the, the will of God and or the character of God. But I think going back uh, to the character of God and those recognizing that it helps us to draw closer uh, to Jesus when we, when we do. Yeah. So that's, that's one. Um, I think awareness, the awareness of the abundance of the gifts of God. Mm -hmm. I think when we, when we actually stop, slow down, we did slowness. Uh, when we actually slow down and take an inventory, I think 
we have more gifts from God to be grateful for than um, than the complaints that we have. Mm-hmm. I think when I when I've done that, when I've done the practice of listing things for which I was grateful, um, it, I found myself listing and listing and listing and the list got longer and longer. But I think we have to slow down enough to actually do that, to say that, nope, God has given us a lot of gifts. We just have to pay attention. And that's a good perspective correction for us to view everything that we have, everything that we experience as gifts versus things that we are entitled to. We're super good at being selfish and thinking (laughs) the world revolves around ourselves. And well, and I would just rather have more and more and more. But this practice of gratitude and viewing things as gifts, like you said, like then you just can't stop and you recognize, man, God is all over the place and in everything rather than thinking, what else is there for me? And right. why aren't you giving me more attention right. or more whatever? Um, I think there's that it helps us shift from entitlement absolutely, versus to viewing our lives as gifts and blessings. I also think, well, and there's even... Um, near research to back it up. You can't complain and be thankful at the same Absolutely. time. Like your brain just short circuits. It, it could, it cannot do both of those things. This is a principle when I teach elementary large group that I talk about because for sure, like I said, we come by this uh, lack of gratitude very naturally. And so I talk to the kids about, Hey, and this is good for us too, as grownups, when you're having a bad day, we, it's easy to just continue on down that road and then everything just looks worse and worse. But what if you just decided, no, I'm going to look for things to be thankful for yeah, instead very, of things to complain about. Very good. And you can flip a switch. It is a switch in your brain. You talked about it being a choice. Negativity yep, yeah. versus gratitude. And that is something we can choose, whether we're in third grade or whether we're 35 or whatever else age. Yeah. Um, I think that is incredibly powerful when we recognize that this is something we can choose one way or the other. Yeah. And I, I think it, I think it, you know, and we, we could probably talk all day about the benefits. Um, I, I think it actually pleases God for mm-hmm. us to be grateful. Um, just think of uh, as, as parents, when, when our kids surprisingly comes in and they come in and say, mom, dad, thank you for, you know, all that you do for us. And it's like, okay, what have you done with our kids? And so, and, and again, we, 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 we say that tongue in cheek, but I think there's this sense, there's a sense of pride and, and this, this warm feeling, knowing that our kids are learning how to be grateful. And so if we feel that way, uh, I know our heavenly father feels that way as well. Now, the antithesis of that is when we are constantly complaining and not turning things to God, I believe it tries his patience. Mm-hmm. God is a, his patience is long. He's a long sufferer. But I think sometimes it does try his patience when we fail to give thanks for all that he's done for us. And we have, as you mentioned, that spirit of entitlement and, 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 you know, I don't think God is going to zap us, but I think he he convicts us mm-hmm. to to remind us that all of this that I've given to you and I'm simply looking for you to acknowledge it and recognize it and then give me thanks as your source. Yeah. Because when we fail to give God thanks, then we think 
we begin to think we are the sources right. of all that we have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and God sometimes reminds us that, no, you're not the source. Um, in fact, you're the conduit. I'm the source. And, um, and so anyway, I think those are when we fail to give gratitude, I think sometimes it does try God's patience, just like when our kids fail to give us gratitude or to thank us or to thank God for us. I think it kind of tries our patience as well. So, so how do we, how do we begin to practice gratitude? So this is something I do. Um, I, in my planner, and I do have a paper planner, but you could do this electronically. (laughs) When I get to work, when I open it up and I look to see, okay, what are my appointments today? What are my to-dos? I have, there's a column and I just write three things I'm thankful for. Now, if you looked at my uh, planner, you would see sometimes an entire week going by where I forget to do it. And that's what, there's lots of grace for this practice. Uh, But I have done it for several years. And as you were referring to earlier, the more you notice things, the more you notice things to be grateful for. And sometimes it's big things, you know, life impacting circumstances. And sometimes it's a beautiful sunrise or it's hot coffee because it's just (laughs) one of those kinds of mornings and I'm grateful for caffeine. But all of those things, the big things, the little things are worthy of being pointed out. And so that's just, you could do it mentally in your mind. You could do it when you're waking up and before you even open your eyes, think of three things, variety of ways you can do that. But I really, I I love, I love that. You know, kind of, it's been a beneficial practice for me. It puts me in the mind of when we talked about another habit, the examine. Yeah. And the, one of the examines you can do is what, what, what you were grateful for during the course of the day, or where'd you find yourself complaining? Mm-hmm. And then uh, the obvi- obviously the opposite of that is um, when um, when did you find yourself grateful, or for what were you grateful today? So so again, a lot of these habits are conflating on yeah. on this with with gratitude, which I think is I think that's kind of the point of it is whether it's gratitude, whether it's examine. There's this sense. These disciplines, these habits should draw us closer to God. And whether you're combining one or two or all three, slowing down, you know, noticing and then writing down those yeah. things, I think is is super. Uh, I love that. I love that habit. Um, another one is share um, share what you have with others, which is a way to say, God, this is I'm not the source. You are. And you are allowing this to pass through my hands to another person, hmm. which, um, which again is an expression of gratitude uh, to God because this is not mine; it's yours, God, and I'm passing it on to someone that uh, you've placed on my heart. So I think that's another way to express mm-hmm. gratitude. Related to that is just choosing, and you may have heard this in in secular literature too, just the abundance mindset versus yeah. scarcity. Yeah. Because if we are operating that under the mindset that I have enough, that God has provided everything that I need, well, that enables us to share with others, to be grateful um, rather than protective and um, fearful or anxious that there won't be enough. Uh, I like that. I like how that falls right in line with a, with a gratitude mindset of viewing our life, our circumstances, our resources, the health, our bodies, even 
from an abundance mindset versus scarcity or yeah. the idea that there's not enough. Absolutely. And and probably probably a last one. Sometimes we, we we've used this probably in a number of the the episodes with the habits is creating a playlist. Mm-hmm. A playlist that reminds us of all that God has done, whether it's a a song about the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God. And that has a tendency to begin, it has a tendency to motivate gratitude. Um, When the soil of our hearts are hard with complaint, um, all you need is someone who is singing uh, a, a worship song that re- that reminds us, reinforces the goodness of God and how great he is and how powerful he is to actually begin to soften the heart. Yeah. And, and I've done that before. And I find myself, my heart just simply melting and saying, God, I'm grateful. Please forgive me. I'm confessing my spirit of complaint and please forgive me. I'm repenting, mm-hmm. turning away from complaint and turning toward you and gratitude. And so I I think music, yes, we're not talking about emotionalism, but we are talking about um, this, this gift that God has given us emotions and music has a way of tapping into that to actually help us to, um, to turn toward him in gratitude. So create, create a playlist, go through Spotify and just type in the search, Thanksgiving, gratitude, all those Maverick city music songs. They're like 12 minutes long. So you've got a lot of gratitude. So I, I think those are, those are some really powerful ways that we can actually, began to, to practice the habit of gratitude. Yeah. So love this episode. Yeah. So what can we believe about God, ourselves and others about gratitude? Yeah. Well, I think it begins with the character of God. God is good. Mm-hmm. And when I recognize the goodness of God, I think it it moves me, moves us to um, to have a heart of gratitude um, that 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 his goodness, his mercy, all the things that we saw in Psalm 136, mm-hmm. uh, it's just a good reminder of who God is. And I think we have to begin with him and not necessarily with us, his character, his His activity in history, his activity in our lives. And I think that moves us to a place of recognizing uh, how good he is and, and it moves us to gratitude. Yeah. yeah. And then out of that belief of who God is, then we can believe that I that we have a choice to choose gratitude. This isn't well. Someday, thing when things look brighter, exactly. I can exactly. Then I'll then I'll start being grateful. Yeah. No, nope, it's a choice that we can do today, even in the hardest of circumstances. And it may just be a little glimmer, but I liked even your analogy of the soil. Like maybe you do feel like your heart is just hard, whether it's a, in a, about a certain circumstance or just in general, and asking God to soften that, maybe using a tool of writing out gratitudes or listening to worship music. All of those things can be tools that can help soften our hearts and we can choose it even if we don't feel like it. I love it. Love it. Well, friends, thank you for joining us. Have a spiritual conversation with a friend yourself this week. 